Hey, 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 what's happening? It's me, your Jesus loving Jersey girl, and it is time for another conversation with Pastor Sam. What's happening, y'all? It's another beautiful 90 degree weather day. Sun is shining. Grass is still looking like hay, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> we are alive and well. It shot back up to 90 degrees. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Did it? Okay. And we are in for another heat, heat wave. Everybody's accustomed to it now. A heat wave. 90s, the new 70. A heat wave. Okay. So, anyway, what's going on, y'all? Look, you got some time. Call somebody, text somebody, let somebody know that we are on live on our YouTube channel, um, Pastor Sam, Friendship Amy Church, and join the conversation tonight. Our conversation is going to be, as the licentiate likes to say, robust and uh, very informative i think revealing i think hopefully engaging and that part relies is, is solely dependent rather upon you how you um engage and so i just want you to know that you need to get somebody on the line and let them know that we are here what are you just doing? i hear some static in my in my headphones okay That's i thought it was i thought that was doing it Okay, so um, anyway, what's going on, y'all? Let's go in on. Come on in and let us know. Say hi. Chat with us. Uh, let us know that you are present and in in the studio with us. All right. Amen. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Just some housekeeping stuff. Always be respectful in the live chat. That's where you communicate with us. Make sure that you uh, give us your comment, uh, your opinions, your uh, suggestions, whatever it is that you would like to do, do that for us and put them over there in the live comment section. What I need you to do is if you should decide not to, not to, not to have your name associated with your comment or your question, you can send me a text at 609-288-2880, 609-288-2880. And that way I can grab it anonymously and we can address it live and in living color okay the other thing is that we need you to engage with us the conversation is a conversation with pastor sam but that's you me the licentiate and all of us together conversing with the pastor on these um really uh engaging topics so make sure that you are engaged with us and participating participation is key okay next we are still on our quest to get a thousand subscribers by the end of this year. We need 1000 subscribers by the end of this year. Can y'all please help us out? I see the numbers are trekking up. I think we're almost at 300. Um, so we're making it. We slowly climbing up that mountain, but we, we going to get there eventually. So y'all pray with me um, and believe for that 1000 subscribers, 1000 plus one subscriber by the end of December, 2022. We don't have that much longer. Like when you think about it, we're already in August. We do not have that much longer to go. So at the month of August, September, October, November, and December, we have five months and those have been flying by. So come on, y'all, won't you help us out? And then don't forget, you can cop that merch. It's a conversation piece. It is, uh, it'll get the conversation started so that you can invite others to join and subscribe to the channel. So I'll put the link to this living stream store that is on our website. In the live chat, our website is www.famecbrownsmills.com, www.famecbrownsmills.com. 
and you can go there, click on more, click on shop, click on our living stream store, and you will be able to get the, uh, my anointing collection, the Jesus loving Jersey girl collection and the licentia collection. Um, so go ahead in there and give us some support. We really appreciate it. We thank you in advance. Remember, you can always take the conversation with you, um, wherever you get your podcast. So Google, uh, cast, pocket cast, uh, Spotify, and remember, we are on Level Up Radio every Sunday afternoon from the hour of 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Did I miss my merch? Yes. Merch? And so... Moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of movement going on in the trying. studio. I'm not sure what's happening today. Get everything straight over here. My <laughs> I'm apologies. not sure what's going on, but okay. So, um, yeah, thanks for, um, for being here tonight. And uh, let's get this conversation started. We'll go around the room, let everybody say hi, I'll come back, we'll pray. And we'll have this conversation tonight about spiritual contamination. Good evening, good evening, good evening. How's everyone today? As the firstly indicated, uh, it is extremely warm, uh, but we're glad that you are a part of the conversation. Look forward to um, this in-depth conversation tonight changing a word now uh so about <laughs> spiritual contamination and um looking forward to it and apologize for the movement because i don't know where this static is coming. it's coming out your headphones some kind of way is it my headphones yeah all right i'll have to read i'll work on it oh uh, thanks just check your all your connections when um we swap off from you all right perfect all right that's you that's over the cause and all of that background buzz thank you all right you done? Yes, sir. What'd you say? Good evening. In, what in else? Depth conversation. In depth conversation. About what? It's not robust about tonight. It's spiritual in depth. contamination. What about it? Uh, we're going to get into that. How so? Uh, when you start off the conversation, because it's called Pastor Sam. How are you on the show and don't know what it's called? Conversation with Pastor Sam. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know what it's called. I, right, I know. I know what's a pop quiz over here. <laughs> All right, slip. just because I shortened a little bit. Well, maybe not a pink one. Uh, what's the color they give you for the warning? Uh, yellow. <laughs> yellow. Uh, it's, it's got colors on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm always in trouble. All right, to God be the glory. Thank you so very much, um, again for our um, panel of discussion and. For you at home and for your interaction, we pray that you um, take the time tonight mm -hmm. as any, any other night. And if you have anything to say, please just type it in. Uh, a lot of times when I talk to people inside of the church, they say, you know what? We, we, um, we have something we wanted to ask. Well, you didn't put it in the chat. On. So and you didn't send the text. You yeah, got didn't a send the text. Ways. So put it in there, and you know we got three um, people who can uh, read baby talk. So if you can't even get the doggone um, stuff typed out fast enough, or your fingers start fumbling over the letters, we'll still be able to interpret it to a point to where we can really get a question out of your point. So um, I want to pre preface the conversation tonight, and I don't want you thinking of contamination in a negative sense. Can we think of contamination in, in a um, Non-negative sense, just make it just a, a fact that if you pour something into something where it's not supposed to be, you um, contaminate it. Is that, oh, is that just assumed to be negative? Yes. Why? Or but, can we just like think of it as just like you just integrated something that should not have been included? 
Well, but I mean, that's the thing. If you say it should not have been included, it sounds it like it's it. not. Yeah, it's, it's bad. There. But it, it creates something different. So do we make it into a negative or do we just say just caution? You don't want to do this. Not saying it's going to be toxic, but it may be not beneficial. Can we get away from the, the negative understanding of that? I don't think you can. Well, I, if you're going to say positive. You would say like you just said integrated and not contaminated. Okay. So integrated. Um, spiritual integration. And and the definition for contamination is the action or state of making or being made impure by polluting. So or I got to stay with that then. I got to stay with that and, uh, because I'm going to be talking about basically the uh, concept of how the word can become more impure. Okay. As it progresses through humanity, as it progresses from person to person. If you don't take the um, step back towards God for the interpretation and the revelation. Okay. That works. We, we, we got it now. Yep. Somebody, all y'all is out there. Listen, give me an amen inside of the chat. I mean, at least I know y'all out there with a keyboard. Amen. amen. Um, brother Ron, brother Ron is typing tonight. Brother Ron typing. That's yeah, good. That's Tell awesome. him to say amen. Hey, brother Ron. Um, we want to also send some some prayers up to the um, Brown family. Normally we don't have a commercial, but we this brother Scott, uh, he's a very very um, staunch, staunch supporter of the church, and um, his worker. family hard worker. His family is struggling with their health, and we just ask God to just um, lift him up in his strength as he moved from multiple um, hospital locations to support his family. Amen. 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 Now, Amen. if you guys have your Bible, when you come to a, this type of a, a discussion, you're all spo always supposed to bring your Bible with you. Amen. Or you know what? You're supposed to already have your Bible inside your living room, wherever you are anyway. So it should be close by. Mm -hmm. So go to John 4 and leave it on John 4 because we're going to be back and forth in the conversation and talking about John, St. John, not John 1, 2, 3, but St. John chapter 4. And we're going to talk about the woman at the well, but we want to incorporate not so much as the woman at the well, but the, I mean, some, a whole lot of concepts is going on here, but the people that were in the town of Sakar, or it was, I know it's a Samaritan town and how they interacted with her um, and with Jesus on that um, very, very infamous uh, woman at the well um, narrative in the Bible that everybody is very familiar with, mm -hmm. but there are some things that happen here that we really want to start unfolding and then having a conversation about, and then seeing how it is a struggle for us in our current state of affairs, because we do um, something that these Samaritans were smart enough to prevent, mm -hmm. but we've got ourselves inside of a place where is that we are, um, um, performing a task in our, our um, quest for spiritual wisdom that may be um, impeding our divine understanding. Mm -hmm. We got an amen? Amen. Did somebody get some amens over there? Uh, not yet. Not yet? Oh, my gosh. So let's pray because they, they need some prayer. There. Hey, <laughs> they need some prayer here. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We worship you. We adore you. We thank you, dear God, for this another Wednesday. God, meaning that you've kept us not just another day, but you kept us another week. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Father, we ask that you will bless every person under the sound of my voice, dear God, at whatever time they are listening to this this um, this podcast, dear God. We just ask right now in the name of Jesus that you will meet each and every one where they are, that you will reveal things to us, dear God, that are necessary for our individual 
spiritual growth and maturity. We thank you, dear God, that the fingers we point will be pointed at us and not at anyone else, dear God. And give us that understanding and wisdom in order to uh, do and use the tools that you give us in order to continue to walk the journey, dear God, to be better disciples for you. These and all of the blessings we ask in the matchless name of the one who was, is, and is yet still to return. It is in the name of Jesus the Christ. We say thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, thank Almighty God. God. Almighty God. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. I want to set up a couple of pieces. And uh, one of the pieces I want to set up, and I want to um, have you guys um, expand on it as well. And you can expand on it in your questions. A lot of times when we start talking about the concept or the aspect of female preachers. We talk about it in the sense of God can um, use anybody. He used the um, donkey and numbers to um, speak a word uh, to the prophet. And if that's the case, and then, you know, anytime the man did not step up in the Bible, God was able to use a woman to step up in the place. But you very rarely hear the story about the woman in the, at the well becoming pastoral. Mm -hmm. And she absolutely is pastoral because what she has done is she has came to Christ mm -hmm. and her state of affairs and her life is a hot mess. <laughs> We're not going to um, walk around that any other way. Her <laughs> exactly. life is a hot stinking mess. Amen. Um, but Jesus don't look at that hot mess. And we're going to talk about that additionally. And what he does is that he frees her from the hot mess that mm -hmm. she got going on in her life right mm -hmm. she now becomes what a preacher turns from where she is at the well runs into the town and tells them what yeah. come see come a man, see a man. who told, told me, me all about myself. myself is that not pastoring and preaching yeah i think people just automatically uh, uh, label her an evangelist because but you know. the evangelist pre preachers preacher preachers he's exhorting yeah yeah and she really now is going to be the one who plays as the vessel uh -huh. for conversion for a whole city of people. Mm -hmm. That's right. A whole city of people. So initially, she said more than what we always say, come see a man who told mm -hmm. me all about myself. Mm -hmm. um, they already knew all about herself. Right. So, I mean, that was not news. That's right. That's <laughs> they right. knew who That's she good. was. That's they right. knew what was going on. So that was not, I mean, they would have turned away from her in a hot minute. Um, but what we have here is uh, a lot of other things that are playing in the background here. A, a lot of people were baptizing in this time frame. You uh -huh. had John the Baptist. We, we concentrate on John the Baptist and, and Jesus, right? Okay. And you had Jesus and John. They were basically baptizing and using the same type of understanding, the same type of language right. while they were doing it. Right. Jesus at that time doesn't want the ministries to collide. Mm -hmm. So, what does he do? He does not take John's disciples. That's right. He turns north and goes back where? To Galilee. Galilee. Mm -hmm. And that's really, even right there is a, a change in the scope of how we do things today. Because we out here, church to church, a lot of times just still in members. Jesus didn't Thursday, do that. Amen. Jesus said, let me go and turn to north and go to Galilee and I can continue. He said, I didn't baptize any, but he's taking his disciples with him and they will be doing the, the baptizing. It's a three day walk from where they are to where they need to be. Uh -huh. And they have to go through this Samaritan region, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. When they're walking through the Samaritan region, 
these are the people that they really don't associate with. Everybody's under the same rule, Roman rule, right. but they they have um, history together, right? right. That's right. They have not only history together, they have a, a somewhat of a like religion type of thing going on. Uh -huh. um, but there is conflict here in their understanding. That's right. And they are not doing things together at all. One thinks the other is dirty and, and they really practice their, um, their angst and their aversion towards the other group. So when we start reading the story, things don't add up. Right. It don't add up because... One, why is Jesus asking not only a Samaritan for water, but he's asking a woman a for woman, water? That's right. Mm -hmm. And while he's asking a woman for water, why are his disciples in the Samaritan town buying food to eat? Mm -hmm. Right. A Jew wouldn't eat off the plate of a Samaritan. That's right. They ain't trying to eat anything. So we got a whole lot of confusion that's going on initially right off the bat. Right. They down there buying food to eat. What they, you know, normally they would not eat. So we see right now, Jesus is not preaching this separatism, this um, craziness and the, all these isms that are going on out here. Basically, if I'm, if I'm thirsty, give me something, give me to, something drink. to drink. Right? If I'm hungry, give me something to eat. Mm -hmm. It don't matter from which it came. And I'm not going to practice all of this. This is y'all and um, this is us type of thing. That's you know what we're going to continue on to do? What we're supposed to be doing. Not too soon after that, right? When they tried to trap him and he's when they said that about David and the showbread and he was like, Listen, it's not what you put in your mouth, wash you know, the unclean hands and all that stuff. It's what comes out of your yeah, your mouth, right? So, so he showed he was trying to prove that point for a couple of times. Right. So we're still building up the story here and you're right. And and now we have this um woman who has um met him there and they're and they're engaged in dialogue. Mm -hmm. And the story gets even crazier because why is she in the sixth hour at the well? Right. That means you at the heat of the day. Mm -hmm. Y'all come to the well in the morning, morning. or in the evening right. when the sun ain't beating you up like it is today. You ain't out there collecting it and sweating. Right. So she's already ostracized. She's already isolated. And mm -hmm. she's already probably a little bit pent up in her frustrations. Trying to um, avoid people. Avoiding people mm -hmm. because of the shame that is her life. That's key, y'all. That's one of the keys. Mm -hmm. One of the keys. One of the, somebody said keys. keys. That's one of the keys. Mm -hmm. Because when you come to Jesus, you got to allow your sin to be exposed. Amen. Amen. You have to allow the sin to be exposed because Jesus is going to drive through your sin. That's right. He's going to derail your sin. He's going to take away the despair that you got going on inside of your life. He's going to remove that guilt. He's going to open up all kinds of doors, but you cannot be tripping on the life that is a hot mess. That's right. That's what we get tripped up on because we believe that, you know what? I'm not worthy. And I got so many difficult things going on in my life that I should not be, but God really moves past that. Why? Because you know something that even with the food that he would have been getting from the Samaritan village, it may have been um, 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 contaminated, mm -hmm. but everything he touches, what? It's clean. clean. Cleansed. Cleanse. Yeah. He cleansed. Even the food, he cleansed it. Come on now. So he, your sin may be dark and, and, and devouring you, but if you let God touch that sin. That's right then God can cleanse that sin. So God is not really concerning himself about what's impeding you right. because God, Jesus was basically trying to get her understanding into who, what he, he was. was. Yeah. 
That's right. Stop thinking about all this nonsense in your life. I already know about all of that. None of that makes any difference. If you knew who was sitting here asking you for water and talking to you, then you would understand that I am the one who you would never have to come back to have um, um, thirst and and get water again. That's right. So now we got to look at why do we, in this first point, why are we always so wrapped up in everything that we have done and all of the craziness going on in our lives and we get ourselves so drowned in the facts of 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 our negligence, of our, um, our disciplines and our um, uh, disab- our inability to follow Christ and we start believing that God is not going to touch us. If he's not going to touch us, then why does he have the power? Why does he talk about the blood cleanses? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got to be in a position to understand, yes, we are dirty rags yes. and yes, God cleanses us and we got to stop believing like Peter. No, you would never touch, touch my me. feet. <laughs> no, Jesus, you will Thank you for touching all of me. Yes, I am dirty, but you will make me what? White as snow. Amen. That's point one. We go around. I got another point that I want to bring out about this thing because it gets absolutely when we're dealing with the people in the town, which is why I want to talk about the contamination piece. It gets crazy. So we mm-hmm. got the pastoral piece and we got this other piece about sin. And then the final piece, which is going to be my primary thing that I want to talk to y'all about tonight is the spiritual Contamination. Say that at home, y'all. I'm listening. Spiritual contamination. Same All right. Studio. Amen. Spiritual contamination. You got it. <laughs> Amen. Um, listen, I think one of the things that um, is really important about the um the always wrapped up into our own negligence and all of that stuff. I think that 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 prohibits us a lot. But the one thing you said is that if we would let Jesus touch that area of our lives, I think that's the important part right there. Let him touch it. You have to, we have to allow Jesus to come in and, and clean us up. Right. The problem is, is that we like to keep those doors closed for a number of reasons. Cause we think it's hot. It's hit. It's cause right. But when you go for the throne of grace, you we are all bare naked before Jesus. Okay. Let's just be clear. And, and that's what happened to the woman at the well. Exactly. So he knows it all. Anyway, there is no hiding anything from God. And it ain't even about that. And right. And what God wants us to do, what his desire is, is that every man, woman and child be saved. Right. So he wants us to be a lot more like David. David is, I think, one of the greatest examples of somebody who sinned and whose sins were revealed to us in a way that we like, oh, my gosh. Right. But he had a repentive heart that he sought God and he went after God and said, listen, I am heartily sorry for these my misdoings. You know, the remembrance of them is grievous unto me. And so help me, God. Um, I think that the other difficulty is people don't want to always be helped. And that carries now. What you just said is very important. People don't want to be helped, Mm -hmm. or they don't want to change. They well, I think it's probably sometimes they they want the the change, but they don't want to be helped. Yeah, they think Mm -hmm. they can get it done on their own. On their own. Yeah, but sometimes I do think. I mean, I'm gonna keep my. I'm gonna stick with my 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 side A one piece. That sometimes I do think people don't want to change. That's why we don't give certain things to God. Well, if they don't want to change, they don't need to be up in the church because that's a that's a changing element. 
It, that's it, transformation. <clears throat> that's a renewal. Yeah, but a restoration. Pastor, everything about the church and everything about God, it screams change. No, I don't disagree, right? But people sometimes, some I'm not saying everybody in the church. Just sometimes those people that we're talking about right there don't change. But then that's if, if you're saying that, then we're talking about a non conversion event. Right. And they're just fellowshipping because it's a social engagement. Yep. And I have to accept that. Yeah. Because God transforms. Exactly. I mean, we we sing it almost every week at church. Pick me up. Turn me around. Turn me around. It's my feet. Put my feet. On solid. Solid higher. higher that's right. I say higher. Yeah, that's it. So those that's my piece about that. That pastoral piece is is something I'm still wrestling with. Um, I know, you know, as we go on, it'll it'll expose itself a little bit more to me. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of think I see where you're going with that, but um, right now I'm gonna stay there with this. She was she was being a pastor to these Samaritans, and I'm bringing them all the way back into the storyline. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because what they what happened here is monumental. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, this is a, a very powerful story uh, because, you know, as the pastor says, pastoral, uh, we talk about the contamination piece, but what I also like to look at is the surrender that she did at the well. Uh-huh. Uh, when she said, give me, basically, <laughs> give me this water, then, you know, I don't want to thirst any longer. Uh, was also, you know, a, a part, uh, I guess it stood out to me in, in talking, you know, and reviewing and reading and studying and praying about it is she had a willingness to hear him out. She could have walked away. She could have ignored him, but she had a willingness to know that Jesus was coming in to take care of the issues that she was faced with. What not was she... In that frame of mind, or was she just getting ready to attack a charlatan Jew who was up there asking me, a woman, for water? Well, she did. Where your spoon at? Where your cup at? Don't be bothering me, homeboy. Right. Mm-hmm. She was initially going to start that in the beginning until he starts speaking. And, I, and that's the part because you said the Pastor, because a lot of times I think we get so caught up in the vessel uh, giving something out and not hearing all the way what they have to say. And so she did automatically have the defenses up. Mm-hmm. And then she started, after he started talking, they started to go down because she knew he had a resolution, uh, a cleansing portion to her life that was about to take place. So, and I know we're all guilty of when we hear things, we automatically want to shut down and not hear it all the way through. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has a way. Mm-hmm as he has done here to be able to speak to her, but not only did he, you know, recall everything that she had been through. Uh It was an encouragement piece to say, yes, you are going through this, but I am the living water. So whatever areas you have had your drought before, wherever they have been that you have not tried to, you, you, you haven't gone to those areas in a long time. They have died. I am now going to, restore but also a restoration because i am the living water that's what i was getting out of this because i mean there's so much in this uh right here with the samarian woman Uh but it's just that 
we are in areas of our life where we thought, as you mentioned earlier, that we think people can't see. We think they have they have died off and we're not willing to address them. But it's only the living water where God can come in and cleanse us to a place where he would have us to be. Not where the and I know you're going to talk about it, where the people in the town thought they had had her, the box that they had placed her in. Now Jesus is given her liberation to say, you know, yes, they know your past. They know where you were. But guess what? I'm here to let you know that I'm here to do a new thing for you. Mm. You talk about Jesus. Jesus mm. saying to And Jesus. her being the vessel of communication and revelation. Absolutely. Okay, I'll, I'll let you finish that. I was going to... No, I don't know. What, what, you got something else? I was going to go back to uh, something really quick. I want to address something. So there are a couple of comments in here about the comment um, I made about change. Um, as Sister Sister T Teresa, I, I hear you. Sister Teresa says some may want the change but don't want to do the work that is needed. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I, this is where I'm kind of like diff, different, differing in my view of that. I hear you, but I think that anything anybody wants, we make room for. What somebody actually wants, they'll go after. When somebody wants something bad enough, they'll do what's necessary in order to achieve it. Point and example, when people want something tangible, they will work extra hours on their job. They will save their money. They will do what they need to do in order to, to go out and get that thing that they want. And I think that the, the problem is, is that when it comes to spiritual matters, um, it, may, it may be that um, they don't want it bad enough. Because I think you have to, I think we, we don't work. I don't think we work. I don't think we work as hard for spiritual matters as we do for things that we can put our hands on. And I'm not saying that I'm 100% right in this. This is just my opinion about it. Okay. I think that when somebody wants something wants, that's the operative word there. When they want something, they do what they have to do in order to get it. I've seen people do that too many times with other stuff, but when it comes to spiritual matters, they, I don't know what happens. And one of the things sister Edith well, said is let's some challenge folks may, some folks want the change, but are afraid of the change and what it entails. And they, I guess they know the familiar. So they settle with and stay with the familiar. Okay. Let's challenge both of those uh -huh. foundational understandings of how people respond to the good news. Right. Okay. Because Jesus was there with the woman at the well, right? Mm -hmm. We know this, this mm -hmm. is the story. Not only was Jesus there with the woman at the well, but he, I mean, after he um, really revealed himself, she ran into Samaria, right? Yes. And she told them what? Say it again. Tell you about a man who told me all about myself. Right. right. And they began to what? Believe. And they wanted to come out there and see who he was. Yes. Now, you and, and, and we talking about a whole town that came up. Yeah. Everybody in that town didn't get it. Mm -hmm. How do we know this? And how do we know that even if you didn't get it right then, you still got the opportunity? Go to Acts chapter 8. Okay. Acts chapter 8. Y'all get it. Get it, get it, get it. It ain't that far from John. <laughs> really? Matter of fact, it's the next book. Come on now. Acts chapter 8. And look at what happened in Acts 8, 4 through 8 about this change um, 
um, situation that we have going on. It's Philip. Now, what, now who's in Samaria? Oh, yeah. It's Philip. Uh -huh. Later on in the um, walk of these people, right? Yep. Now, these people have already met Jesus. Jesus was right there with them for, we're going to find out, for two whole days. Yep. They asked Jesus, stay with us for two days. Mm -hmm. Jesus stayed with them for two days. Right. Jesus was right there. That's this right. is the old mom and dad. I've been telling you something your whole life, and then you're going to walk out of here and find the ice cream man at the Mr. Softy truck tell you the exact you same thing, and, and you're going to sit up here like, oh, this is the most <laughs> profound thing I've ever heard before in my life as you put the yes. chocolate um, sprinkles on my yes. ice cream cone. Well, I've been telling yes. you this your whole life. Yes. Now, here again is Philip uh -huh. coming into Samaria. And what does 848 um, 4-8 says? Those who have been scattered preach the word wherever they went. So that means now the disciples are scattered. This is after the crucifixion, right? Right. So we notice some time that went past here. And it says in verse 5, Philip went down to a city where? In Samaria. 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 We're back in Samaria. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? Proclaimed, Proclaimed the preached there. the Messiah there. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Let's, let's start with that piece. What's the difference between Philip and that woman at this point? Nothing. They're doing the exact same thing. Exactly. The exact same situation. They're in Samaria proclaiming the Messiah. Mm -hmm. But that's not even my point. That's good, though. But that's not my point. <laughs> Six says, when the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, mm -hmm. when the crowds heard, y'all just heard Jesus not that long ago. And the signs Philip performed, mm -hmm. what did they do? They all, all paid, paid close attention, attention, paid attention to what he said. Why are they paying close attention to what he said? Because what Philip had to say was necessary for it to match up to what that woman said uh -huh. and what Jesus said. That's right. Folk will hold you accountable. And it's got, the dots, as y'all say, got to connect it. Everything's got to come up roses. It's all got to equal out to understanding. Then it says what? Um, for which shrieks uh -huh. and impure spirits came out of many. And many who were paralyzed or lame were what healed. Mm -hmm. So there was great joy in that city. Mm -hmm. Some of them who were not converted when Jesus was there. And they did not receive that change then. They received their change, what, later on. Uh -huh. God is still bringing an increase. God is still speaking to them. Because you know why? You're going to have to have a new vessel come in. But that new vessel is still have to point them into one what? Direction. Direction. Because the woman at the well and Philip, they both pointed these people in one direction and one direction only. And that is powerfully important for the contamination piece that I have on tonight. So yes, change is happening mm -hmm. and change comes at different rates. We see this, right? The woman went down there and we uh, and, and spoke to all of them. Then Philip came and there was still some of them that were yet being converted yeah. and healed. Some people may not believe because they need to have certain proofs. Signs and wonders. You like gotta have. I got it. What he was saying. Um, mm -hmm. Impure spirits gotta mm -hmm. come out of me. Um, mm -hmm. I gotta. You know, I'm, I'm paralyzed, and you got to heal mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I'm laying, and you got to heal me. And now that I have empirical, unchallenged um, evidence, there's no way in the world I can continue to go on and say I don't believe because unbelieving right now is ridiculous. Yeah, but even in this, there were still the, some. The, no, I'm saying even in this example, 
these things were happening to them. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to do anything. What do you mean by that? What's your point? The change, because the you said that the they they spoke it. They you know these demons were removed from them. The and spirit the spirits came out of them. Many who were paralyzed, lame, were healed. They didn't do that. No, they did not right. do it. But these were still a remnant of people who did not convert, uh -huh. who did not change, uh -huh. but do not give up on them right. because Philip is on the way. Right. So you don't. And Philip is going to still yet have the same what message mm -hmm. about the Messiah and the good news. And as long as we keep pointing everybody to Jesus and nowhere else, healing will continue to take place. But no, that, I, I think that's, I think that's good, but I'm to address the point that I was addressing. It's like the people didn't want to do what, what uh, was being said was that the people don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the work, but these examples are the work was done for them. You know, they, they, they cast out demons. They cast that. That's there, there is no, there is no work to be done in this case. Exactly. The only thing in you do case, is the only work you have is mm -hmm. surrender. That, that part. Okay. That's once you surrender because they didn't all surrender with Jesus, but now, and Jesus and the woman did well, but now some more are surrendering in the presence of Philip, but the message remains the same. So I can take that same comments that those comments that I just read in the commentary section. And that is the part right there. I think that is the key word. The operative word is if you, if you want to change, like the pastor said, it's not anything to do except surrender. And I think that's what people maybe don't want to do. And people are not surrendering. That's, that's the part. Because of a host of reasons. Exactly. Okay. But you have, we get uh, it. Because I, I, I'm gonna, yeah, I really want to come over into this contamination piece and really hit this thing. Well, I mean, to the point of surrender, I think it was important for you to clarify the point about mm -hmm. the, the work, mm -hmm. because that is work, surrendering. Mm -hmm. I mean, now that we can gloss over that, I think we want control over various aspects of our lives, and we don't want to surrender that to anyone, especially to Christ. Because it's in that surrender that the reveal starts to take place. And so we sometimes are compartmentalizing things because we're not willing uh, to or ready to get to the healing portion. We want to control the Absolutely. narrative. There we want go. to control. That's it. We want to control the yeah. narrative. I heard Jesus. But I'm I heard the woman at the well. Right. I heard Philip. Right. But you got to do it the way I want it. Absolutely. Done. And it has to be done in the way that I see fit. So the surrender portion, you know, is a hard part. And I we all struggle with the surrender portion because there are aspects in our lives that we believe that we can do it better than God can. And so why this why this is so important about the Samaritan woman because she was there she as we do we know our past we understand everything that we have done but there's something different when Jesus comes into it but there is no bearing on that woman's past or on Philip's past right. it had anything to do with the good news that, that was supposed to be preached absolutely because when you're preaching you've got to come out of the narrative Right. You've got to come out of the story. Your church has got to come out of the story. Your denomination has got to come out of the story. Your experience has got to come out of the story. Your job is to preach the good news. So that's what's to right. show people the Messiah. But that's what's I think, so interesting about what Sister Denise said. She just said, I wonder how many times she told people her story. 
or how many times they told her her, her story. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and that's mm-hmm. what, and that's the point I was getting. The to dialogue had to change. Yeah. Is that we have straight away from the good news and start to put our own narrative and spin on things because we are trying to get people to come in. Part but, of the contamination. Absolutely. We're gonna get to that. Okay. All right. So I won't go. I was gonna say. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because go ahead. it's our responsibility is to bring people to Christ. Mm-hmm. We're not going to change it. Get that mm-hmm. out, get that out of your mind that you're going to do the change mm-hmm. and stop and putting what you want or what you believe the change should be on the person. Our responsibility is to bring them to Christ or, or come to me because I can pray better than somebody right. yeah. come to me because yeah, I got right. spiritual healing. Absolutely. Come to me Absolutely. because I can praise and I can anoint and right. I can do all these things. Well, when did it become <laughs> about, about you? you? That's right. Say it. When Say it. in the world did Jesus take a step back? Mm-hmm. I understand he sitteth on the right hand of God, the father <laughs> almighty, yeah. but still with him sitting, mm-hmm. everybody's still beneath him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing is above him. And the I, only thing above him is what? Opportunity for him to stand up when your life gets to be endangered like Stevens. And when he stands up, he moves everything with him. And then but Sister Edith says something here, but all don't have the strength to even go after their once spiritual otherwise. And I I, I have to But you don't need to, strength. Well I was gonna say, I don't that that's not something that is coming from you anyway. To, to even the woman at the well, she, Jesus revealed Jesus. Um, the encounter she had with him is what strengthened her. It was the Holy spirit, you know, that she carried at that point, um, which gave her the strength. And I think that for us today in modern time, that's what we have to rely upon. We have to rely upon the Holy spirit to do the strengthening. Like is we, can, I can do nothing without Christ. I can do absolutely nothing, but I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me. And we gotta kick on this special part when we're talking about strengthening. Jesus was on a three-day march. He was in Samaria. Uh He was a six hour a day, man tired. Mm -hmm. Man is hot Mm -hmm. and he needs some water. Mm-hmm. And he's hungry. His people down there getting something for him to eat. Um, eat. Now, where in the story did we see him drinking or eating? We don't. We, we don't. don't. It's not about your strength. Mm-hmm. It is about the revelation and God giving that to you and you becoming strengthened in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus said something there very powerful. He told his disciples what? I have meat. Yep. In this story. Mm-hmm. That you don't know where Anything it came about. from. Mm-hmm. So stop believing in the fact or trying to wrap your understanding around the fact that it has something to do with the physical makeup. When you are walking in God, when you are walking in Christ, mm-hmm. your strength comes from a spiritual, spiritual perspective. Yeah. And you've got to forget about yourself in order to find yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now let's let's hit this this piece because this is crazy good. Somebody say crazy good. Crazy good. I was talking about them at home. Somebody say crazy good. Oh. Y'all hear it? They ain't say it yet. Oh my gosh. Y'all get it. They ain't get over this thing. Come on, crazy good. <laughs> so we go back into John 4 and we go to 39 through 42. 39 through 42. It's about to it's about to get hot. It's about to get real up in here. 
39 says many of the Samaritans from that town what believed. Mm-hmm. It didn't say all of them. Many. Because Philip had his bunch. Mm-hmm. He about to come get his well. And it says, believed in God. Why? Because of the woman's testimony. Mm-hmm. They believed in God because of the woman's preaching. Mm-hmm. They believed in God because of the woman's teaching. They believed in God because of the message that she was bringing. They believed, but what did they do with the belief system? Mm-hmm. They says now, it says now here, he told me, she said, he told me everything I ever did. She had a postcard in her pocket, and this was a sermon that she preached every Sunday. Mm-hmm. It just changed, what, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you ain't got to come up with a whole different um, mm-hmm. sermon all the time. That's right. Sometimes no. you, if you if you get that one, you know I'm laughing. That you right. can get them all. Just like um, presiding like Elder Druid, yeah. <laughs> he used to walk around with five sermons in his pocket <laughs> and pull out one when he needed it. Uh, and 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 I'm going to tell you, look at the rest of this. He told me everything I ever did. This is not the first time she said this. Mm-hmm. She's preaching it like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So when the Samaritans came, what? To him, mm-hmm. that's key. Yep, that's key. That's key. Yeah, that's key. That's key. It says so. When mm-hmm. the Samaritans came to Jesus, it does not say when the Samaritans continue to follow her. Mm-hmm. It says when the Samaritans came to Jesus. It does not say when the Samaritans began to follow the church. It says when the Samaritans came to Jesus. It does not say when the Samaritans uh, went to their prayer partner inside of their prayer closets, inside of all of these different other elements that we bring into the picture. It says specifically when the Samaritans went to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Anytime somebody preached something to you, you've got to take that preaching to Jesus. When you start taking that preaching everywhere else but God, mm-hmm. that word that God gave to that preacher for you now becomes impure, mm-hmm. more and more impure. The only way to get the perfect understanding of the testimony I see you. is to take the testimony to, to the testimony giver. And ask God to give me, please, Lord, an understanding of what I am hearing. Mm -hmm. That's not what we do today. That's right. It's not what we do today because we're sitting around here Mm -hmm. asking each other what our individual preachers preached about on Sunday morning. Come on now. We're more interested in how the word came out of 10 churches Mm -hmm. before we take the one word that we receive to Jesus. You've got to stop always trying to dip into somebody else's understanding and never take any of these understandings back to God. Mm -hmm. You've got to say, you know what? I have received this word and I've got to take this word that is in me now to God for understanding, for clarity. And so that I now can become aware of what you would have for me. You Mm -hmm. cannot at this moment, you cannot go anywhere else with this thing but to God. If you take it anywhere else, You are making it more impure. Why? Because now you have added the interpretation of another voice. Mm -hmm. 
and the interpretation of another voice saturates. I mean, it 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 really dilutes, not saturate. It dilutes the word, mm-hmm. because if you want the power of it, you got to take it back to the source. And this is what they did. They said, "What um, the Samaritans came to him, mm-hmm. and they urged him to listen." And you cannot just go to God and then say, Lord, give me an understanding. And if you don't get it in 10 seconds, you move on to something else. That's right. They, they said they urged him to stay with them. And Jesus stayed with them for two days. Yeah. And the two days, they were only about this message. And more believed. This message. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them for two days. And because of his words, not the woman at the well's words anymore, Mm -hmm. because of God's word, many more became what? Believers. Now listen to this piece. They said to the woman, (laughs) they said to the preacher, Mm -hmm. they said to the pastor, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Story. Mm. Yeah. I'm not believing just because of what you teaching. Mm-hmm. I'm not believing only because of what you preaching. Mm-hmm. Because I took what you said to the master. Yeah. And the master took what you gave me and in its imperfect state. And he perfected it. Mm-hmm. And life. now we have heard, it says this, now we have heard for what? Ourselves. Ourselves. And now what it says, and we know that this man really is the savior of the whole world. Are they rebuking her? No. Absolutely not. They are affirming Army. the work Mm-hmm. That God placed into her. Yeah. That started the interest in them. Mm-hmm. And they took that word back to God and God confirmed it for them. And now, you know what? I once was lost. I once was a babe. I used to have to drink milk all the time. But now I took this. Some of y'all been in church for 50 years. Mm. 52 sermons a year multiplied by 50 years Mm, mm, mm. and you still have not taken one word back to God. My Lord. That's powerful right there. And you're sitting up there in all of these churches going back to the altar every Sunday talking about I want to get saved. Mm, mm, mm. You're sitting up here in these churches every Sunday going back up there talking about your sin. Hmm. You sit up there every week inside a church crying at the altar and and talking about how you really need God to come into your life Mm -hmm. and to to make things right. When in reality, you're only interested in speaking to that man or that woman in front of you. Wow. Because once they give you the uh, forgiveness piece, you good, but look how long it lasts. Yeah. It lasts only until the next go around when they open the altar back up for prayer. But who God has set free is free indeed. Is free, is free indeed. Right. Mm-hmm. But you've got to take the good news mm-hmm. and go back to the source from which it came. 
and have God give you the understanding and stop relying on your grandmama, your pastor, your brother, your sister, your reverend, your friend, your teacher. Stop relying on everybody to continue to filter a word till it becomes so diluted that it don't even resemble what was said said in in the beginning. Come on, pastor. That's it. That's it. That's good news. Right Every there. time somebody gives you good news, mm-hmm. take it back to God. Amen. Now I don't believe in this because you said it, mm-hmm. but I believe in it because he affirmed it. And I believe that's that is how we become. That's how we get delivered. You know, that's the a whole that's that's the whole process, the surrendering piece. Okay, I heard it, you know, because a lot of times people we get offended by what is said from the pulpit. We get offended by the word that was preached or taught as opposed to just saying, okay, let me take this and and take it back to. And we've we've shared this in church before. Take it back to God. Don't get upset with the messenger. Take it back to God and ask the Lord, how is it? that I am supposed to filter this through my life, my circumstances, and what's going on with me. And, and listen to this part, because this is powerfully important. Why did they have to take it back to God? Because they had to stop seeing the word along with her five husbands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to stop seeing it through her. They husband. had to stop seeing the five husbands. And the only way to stop seeing the five husbands is to disassociate her life from that word. Some of y'all so wrapped up inside of the life of the messenger that you cannot see the message. Mm -hmm. Don't get wrapped up in what they doing. Take the word. And you know what? It does not go out void. Take that word that has hit you and elevated you and then take that back to God so that God can give you clarity on that Amen. thing. Don't sit up there and just continually talking about that's the reason why she going out to do well at the six hour of the day because she's laid up with a, they only supposed to get three husbands. She didn't got five of them. How'd she get five? I can't get one. <laughs> I can't get one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was you, you're messing up right there because at that point, you no longer hear the good news. Amen. You hear what she said. Amen. I'm not going to negate that. That comes through the ears, but you're not getting the good news in order to get the good news you got to take that back to the source that's right yeah because then you're also wondering how is it that she changed how could she be changed yes go back to the altar don't start uh, <laughs> get down on your knees right till you get the holy ghost power right oh okay uh, you got something right all uh, right all right, I, all right. <laughs> so no that's the part though about going back to the all going back to the altar because you know on i think what happens when we are as a pastor to the pastor's point of us being uh, in the church so long or, you know, or new, we become so evaluative of the vessel instead of evaluating our situation with God, going back and getting the word and taking it back and getting not when the vessel, when God is pouring into vessel and you're hearing the sermon on Sunday that you take it and then you, it grows and it expands because it's supposed to do something in your life and not, you know, always going back and recalling uh, the person's past because or they're present or they're present. Absolutely. 
Because it's easy for us to criticize. It's easy for us to point out the shortcomings of the person. But when the word is coming out, pray and say, God, how is it that I'm going to change? How is it going to change me? You know, one thing you just said when you sang that song, the song actually says, stay there until you get the Holy Ghost power. But that's important. I I could have a win. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to make a a point to what you were saying, Mm -hmm. because you have to stay there until God gives it to you. Oh, that's we good. move too fast. That's you know true. what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's all I was saying. No, and that's a good point because you're absolutely right. We don't wait for the Lord to answer us. Mm-hmm. We act and we do what we would like to do. And this woman who uh, who, is, who has preached this word, this powerful word, and now the people have believed because they heard it. Uh, how many of us can say the question that we have heard the word of God? But we really do. We really believe because if we truly believe we would surrender because God has a proven track record. But yet we still are looking for confirmation from others about the road that we should travel instead of listening to what God has placed on our life. We can sit there on Sunday and criticize what God has given to the vessel. And and we criticize aspects of the person's life instead of talking about, as Pastor said, the word of our living God that is powerful and impactful in our life. And sometimes aspects of what you think you know. Oh, that's true. Because, again, that goes back to the narrative. Mm -hmm. You know, it goes back to what we believe the person is. But that's not why we're there is to evaluate the preacher. I'd evaluate the pastor, the steward, the trustee. Our objective, our mission is to go in there and hear what God has for our lives, then go back to the altar, get down your stay there, and to you get the Holy Ghost power to be able to deal with the issues that you are faced with. If we took the time to actually work on ourselves instead of working on everybody else, we would be in a, we would be in a, a different place. Because we took the time to hear what God has for us, for us. Yeah, use, me, our, use our uh, use our tongue to speak life and not death, to not believe the lies of the enemy because the enemy is always going to come in mm-hmm. seeking whom he can devour. He's always going to plant seeds of, you know, doubt of seeds of, you know, um, bitterness, seeds of, you know, contempt, contempt contempt right and just and the you know put your focus keep your focus on the wrong thing the enemy is all that's his job and he's so good at it but we have the victory the fight is fixed we win we just gotta keep our focus on christ and i'm glad so with what both of you guys just said with this focus piece let me give you a very current example Mm -hmm. where sometimes when you are trying your best to get your mind stayed on Jesus, the messenger, as in this woman in the well who was continually talking about come see a man. And if you don't say, you know what, I can get him for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't need to have this one testimony any longer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and talk to him myself. And I need to concentrate on him because I don't need to have your life invading my thoughts about who God is. Mm-hmm. 
Now let's take that into today's piece with this latest thing that's going on. Let's talk about the bishop with going to church preaching with a million dollars worth of jewels on Lord and God. getting robbed and pistol whipped. I mean, I don't know if he got pistol whipped, but no, getting robbed in the church. Now, the story has gone from um, what I hope he was preaching was about God. Right. And the story now is going to directly his uh, material wealth. Mm. And the story is growing about his material wealth and it is lessening about the good news. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the one, the latest thing I saw, that the brother said, um, invite me, invited everybody into his prayer closet. And his prayer closet was bigger than most people's houses with designing everything inside of it. Well, what does that have to do with Christ? Amen. So this is the danger that we're talking about because you know what? He's had to have spoken something that was powerfully important about the good news. But because of all this other Spiritual contamination mm-hmm. is going on. Mm-hmm. This noise is going on. Mm-hmm. It's making the word that God has given him impure. That's right. It's making it to where it's becoming diluted and it is not having the authority that it needs to have because now the only thing you're thinking about is this brother and his diamonds. It's this brother in his shoes, this brother in his clothes, this brother in his cars, this brother and how he took so much money away from these other. I hear people talking about it all the time now. But they're not talking about God. And that's the, the problem, though. I think that Pastor Richard said. Disassociate. It, you're right. I mean, because we don't want to say that God is not going to provide you with things. But you got to disassociate. But, absolutely. But it's how you convey that message of the blessing that he has given you. Because if this pastor, as you said, was all up in the closet and showing up all these. You saw that thing? I did. I saw it. It was, it was crazy. Everybody's talking about and, it now. And, and, and then you get Ridiculous. on. You're right. So now you're right. The com- the conversation now has shifted, to, especially because the area that he was he was where he's pastoring is a hard hit social economic area. So you should, somebody goes, Bishop, we don't need you to tell us about it anymore. We need to go to God. Absolutely. So now people are going to say, well, you know, you don't understand us. So we, you're right. So it, it really is, is that yes, God is going to provide, but it's how you are. The message should always be about God. But who's in error at this moment? That's it's him. not the bishop. It's the people. The people for the people for concentrating on the wrong well, thing. Because the conversation now is about well, he had all this stuff. He should have got robbed, or he's just showing all this stuff. Has been online, and no one at, at no point in the conversation has it said. I bet you, you know what? See your brother point out. I want to know if I could ask one of his church members what was the sermon about. Exactly. That's, That's what I'm that. saying. And they and that sermon that he preached came out of the word. They need to take that word back, back to God. To, absolutely. And not filter it with all of the impure and impractical nonsense that is coming out of this story. Well, I think the onus is on both. I think the onus is on both. But everybody and, and has to be responsible no, no, no. and accountable for their own word. Yeah, no, no, no. I got that. I, but I think the onus is on both and on them because they need to take it and filter it back through through Christ, right? And ask God about that. And then on him because it reminds me of the like people, like priests. People perish for lack of knowledge because he's not teaching them that. The, when he went in there and he did all of that showing off of all that stuff. And listen, this ain't about him having what he got because... He can have what he want. If you want to buy it, that's what he want. That's his business. And I ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. The fact of the matter is, is that because I don't want nobody talking about what I buy. 
And so, but the point is that I'm not going to go around a room and show and then keep moving the camera, talk about designer, you name it, designer, you name it, designer, you name it. And then say at the end, and then I never did get to see the full video because then it said, um, you know, but I, that's not why I'm on here. Well, I ain't point. on here to, tell you, to tell you that. Right. Yeah. Really? That's my point. My point is, is that I was saying God does provide, but I'm just there in my closet and show everybody what he's providing me with. And, and, and what had, kind of prayer and, closet and was that had, anyway? And it had the expectation that if I'm posting all this stuff, right. and the, the, the people that I'm pastoring to who may not be afforded the same blessing right now, mm-hmm. I'm throwing it in their face Oh, I, okay. Look at this. This why. It's, but they're got, grabbing it and running with and it. And they did. They're, they're listen, listen to this. They're aspiring to the bling instead, instead of the of king. God. Come on now. They are aspiring to the bling and not the king. I'm going to do it like Kurt. Preach, preacher. That's what's going on. And that's what we do. We aspire to other things besides the God that we're supposed to be serving. There you and go. at the end of the day, people believe this. Bishop gonna stand before God by himself. Yeah, better and say so it. will you. You better say And it. you're not gonna be able to blame the bishop for your nonsense and your mess because right. you did not take what you were supposed to take back to God. And you're not gonna be sitting up there blaming everybody when the fact is is that you were supposed to ask God for clarity and rely upon him for Amen. that word. Amen. Go back. And then that's what I think too, like then I, I have to take that same the same narrative here and apply it to Waco, Texas. I have to take the same narrative and apply it to Warren Jeffs. I got to take the same narrative and apply it to uh, Jim Jones. None of those people ever took the word back to God and said, God, reveal it to me. I, I so believe that God... Not, not just that I believe the word, because the word is, if God said it, then I believe it. The fact of the matter is that it's written that he wishes that he's not slow for just slow sake. He's slow so that he gives all of us an opportunity to repent and to do what's necessary because he wants all of us to be saved. He wants all of us to be saved. He wants all of us to be saved. I truly believe in if you ask, it shall be given. If you seek it, you shall find it. If you knock, he will answer from a a place of sincerity and genuineness in your heart. Go to God. And I I promise you, and that's a promise I can make because God keeps it. I promise you the Lord will reveal it to you. And that's where we have been really suffering in the body of Christ. Is there... Oh, there's a, uh, let's see. Who? let's see. Amen, amen. It was messy, pure distraction from the word. A lot of amens. Can't take it with you when you did. That's... Who said that? Sister Nina. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. That, yep, that's that's it. That's it. Just a bunch of amens. So, what go you back, got? Go back to the altar. Stay on your knees. Get down on your knees. Stay there. Take it to God for yourself. Amen. And God will clear up anything because he's not an author of confusion. So even if I stand up in front of you and preach a word that is totally bumpkiss, it's crazy. There should be something inside of that word that will um, give you that clarity that you need. Amen. 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 I think that when 
<laughs> I always you, say stuff like this. If the if the if a scripture is read, if a scripture is read, that's a word. Like when people get up to preach, if they read a scripture, that's a word. But we always suggest take that scripture. What do we say on Sundays? Take this. Don't take my word for it. Take the scripture. Take it back home. Read the chapter. You know, read the book if you if you feeling up to it. And then take that lesson that was taught. Take that sermon that was preached and put it before the throne of grace in your private closet, in your prayer closet and ask God to reveal it to you. God will. We've got to stop saying that it's hard because um, ain't nothing too hard for God. Not a thing. Everything is hard for us. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And we've got to start knowing these um, these 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 scriptures so that we can fight back the enemy like Jesus did in the wilderness. We got to be able to fight back with the word of God. I can't express enough. I say stuff. Take that. Pastor says stuff. The licentious says stuff. Take all of that and filter it through God and let God reveal it to you. And I do believe because we are all listening to the Lord, right? We're all listening to the Lord, that the Lord will give you um, what's necessary for you and what's necessary for your spiritual growth and what's necessary for your your maturity um, in Christ. I believe that. You licentiate? No, you know, you have to know him for yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I, at the end of the day, it can't be because what someone else like and Sister Kathy put earlier, you the seed could be planted, but you have to go to God and you have to speak with him and get before him and surrender to him fully every aspect of your life uh -huh. and continually be prayerful, continually be in your word, continually seek after him to reveal things that you're going to walk into and just know him for yourself. Yeah. I mean, that I mean, that is what you have. To, you have to know him for yourself. Because you'll know his, my sheep know my voice. You'll know his voice. Not that they won't follow. Absolutely. You'll know his voice. You'll know what it is that he has for you. And when you know his voice, it you will not be distracted by the others that try to come in to take you off the path that God has laid that and part. ordained for you. That part. If you are listening to him. That part. If you are in, in, in relationship with him and you have total surrender to him. Because once you are under him and you are working with God to touch every aspect of your life, just watch and see. I don't, you know, people have initially will have, have told me about him mm -hmm. and they, they can, you know, like you get a job, right? And you're interviewing for a job and they can tell you about the benefits package, mm -hmm. but you don't actually know the full benefits package until you actually get employed with the employer. Right. Yeah. You don't get you don't understand. You, they can put it in writing to you and people will say, OK, you can get ten dollars off your prescription or whatever. But you don't know until you actually become employed. There. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the same thing with our relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. We can tell you everything we can tell you we can show you the scripture but until you experience him for yourself do mm -hmm. you experience the inheritance and the benefits that he has for your life and then once you are hearing the words that we are speaking and we are, are are conveying to you you go and you talk to god and say god now i heard the word now what do you want me to do mm -hmm. with it mm -hmm. how can i now walk in with 
you will want me to have mm-hmm. and what would, you, what would you want me to do? So it's all about our relationship with Christ. It's about our total surrender. And I'm so glad that the Lord led the pastor to this, to this verse because there is so much in this passage with this Samaritan woman. As I said earlier, my portion that I really bless me was her willingness, mm-hmm. her willingness to hear our savior. Mm-hmm. Her willingness, not only when she heard it, she didn't keep it to herself, mm-hmm. but she went back to the town, mm-hmm. the same town that was talking about her. But she went back to the town and said, come see a man who told me everything about myself. So once you are when once God reveals those things to you, don't be afraid and fearful of what people may say or thought they know about you Mm -hmm. but now walk in the authority that he has given you to say you know what he revealed some things about he revealed everything about me now you come and you find out for yourself what and what and how he can change your life so i'm just grateful that we had this opportunity for this passage because you know what at the end of the day i know we none of us are perfect we have all fallen short Mm -hmm. but we got to get to a place of surrender. And I mean, surrender everything to mm-hmm. God, everything to him, nothing. We, every problem, every issue, every concern, every desire, everything to God. And once you do that, I guarantee you, he will reveal exactly what he has for your life. Amen. And if we, like the pastor said in church, 50, 40, 30, 29 years, and we still wrestling with the same thing. We've not surrendered it. Mm, say it. Okay. And the word of God, um, I'm going to leave us with these two scriptures. The word of God says in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, all scripture mm. is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant, that's me and you, that's us. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So God does this with the word because he wants to equip us to be prepared for the journey. And we need to take it back to God. And I'll finally say at the end of it, the last scripture is embedded in the scripture we highlighted on tonight. And that is, and we often quote it, we often say it, but we've got to really apply this thing to our lives and let it be um, embedded deeply into our heart. And that is verse 22, John four, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. All I know is Jesus and Jesus is all I know for salvation is from the Jews yet. It's the good part. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in the spirit and in truth. You want to know the truth? Go to the father, go to the father through the son and allow the Holy spirit to reveal it to you for they are the kind of worshipers. The father seeks God is spirit And his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. 
Thank you all so much for joining us on this evening. Uh, for the pastor in absentia, he had to take a call. For me, the Jesus Loving Jersey Girl and the Licentiate, we love y'all. Thank y'all so much. We hope you were blessed by this conversation. We out. <laughs>